superstar, but I'm doing the best I can. I hey guys, this is Kyler Clark, aka Serial Kyler. This is episode two of Audio Confessions of a Serial Kyler. This is um, a little series that I'm doing. It's sort of an audio blog or a podcast um, full of road stories, thoughts, emotions, and an intimate eye on what it means to be me. And uh, I am a photographer. I am Alice Cooper's personal assistant, and uh, my life is weird, and some people think it's interesting. Today's episode is basically going to be a uh, day in the life of me and uh, what it takes to be me, what that entails. And uh, we've been on the road with Alice Cooper for a number of days now. Yeah, i got about four or five shows in. And um, been in quite a few hotels. So with that uh, kind of fresh on my mind, let's talk about hotels. Everybody thinks that touring is a, you know, super glamorous type lifestyle that you're in five-star hotels and there's caviar and girls and, you know, it's a big party. Um, and, you know, sometimes there's caviar. Sure. Sometimes there's really good sushi. Sometimes there's, like, terrible cardboard pizza. Sometimes you're in a nice hotel. And sometimes you're in a dump. This is not a dump, but it is not a, uh, you know, it's not nice necessarily. Um, it's just kind of one of those hotels in the middle of nowhere that, you know, you can't, they don't, they're not going to invest a whole lot into it because there's not that many visitors, you know, so we come in and it smells like cat pee and that's, that's where I'm at. I'm drinking my coffee. Oh, <laughs> they have a lounge here at this hotel, the business lounge. I was in there with Nita Strauss earlier and, uh, made an attempt to make a cappuccino in their little cappuccino machine. And it spat out like just like a shot of espresso. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'll try a latte. <laughs> shot of espresso. Check the milk. It's there. It's working. I don't know. And I'm like, okay, forget it. You know, I'll just, I'll just suffer a horrible, horrible afternoon because I can't get my latte. First world problems, right? Um, anyway, so hotels, sometimes they stink. And let me tell you the reasons why they sometimes stink. When I come into a hotel room and I travel a lot, like anybody in the touring in industry, and I am sometimes in two to three hotel rooms a day. If we check out of one in the morning, go to a day room, and then check into another one at night. It's a lot of moving luggage around. Okay, so stairs in between the front door and the elevator. Terrible. Europe is notorious for this, like where you, you have to go up like 10 sets of stairs to get up to the lobby level. And then in order to get to the elevator, you have to go up like another three or four steps. It's terrible. Not having any luggage carts. This really bakes my cookies. Um, Alice, I think I counted earlier when we first started, he had 14 suitcases between he and Cheryl. And he has every right to have a suitcase for his golf clothes. And Cheryl has every right to have a suitcase for purses. Um, no, it's not really that bad, but they, uh, they have a lot of stuff. You know, we bring costumes. We've got all kinds of riffraff. And uh, it's a lot to bring all that stuff in. There's carry bags and little things. And if you don't have any luggage carts, I'm going to punch someone. Um, another big deal for me whenever I get into a hotel room is having a power outlet that is accessible by the bed. 
There's nobody in the modern world who doesn't want to charge their phone right next to the bed. If you don't have an outlet next to the bed, your hotel is dead to me. I don't care how nice it is. I don't care if there's free massage. Actually, you know, if you have free massages, then I'll accept that. I will deal with it and I will use my long cord. But I mean, they just should always be there. Phones in hotel rooms. We do interviews all the time from the hotel. And nine times out of ten, the phone is always the same. If it's one of these corded phones, it's the same model in every hotel. It's a piece of crap. If it's a cordless phone, the battery never works. It's, it loses connection. It's the same model that they've had in these hotels for like a decade. And they are just terrible. So my advice to hotels would be to do simple things. You know, if you don't want to rewire your whole hotel... Invest in a couple, like little extenders for your power. I do this in my house. I have Airbnbs and stuff, and I have one. Just get a little extension cord type deal, and then run it up to where you have power to your nightstands. Big. Nice bonus. Okay. Next thing, for God's sake, have some luggage carts. Just one or two. You know, that's enough. Um, Three. Oh, (laughs) If there's a do not disturb sign on the door, do not disturb. All right, I guess I'll get off that subject now. But I thought it was prudent because I'm doing this from a hotel. Um, So, yeah, I I guess maybe we can talk about, a lot of people want to know, like, what my day typically is like, being the assistant to Alice Cooper and, you know, all the different hats that I wear. So, and I'm going to put one of these things up on, uh, I'm going to put a little document in with this podcast, I guess. Um, and it's going to be my set list, which is kind of a rundown of what my my show is like. It has like costume changes and that sort of thing. But my day does not start at the show. My day starts whenever the bus stops in, uh, in the next town, wherever we are. So, you know, let's say we, like tonight, I think this morning we arrived at 5. So I, I woke up. And I helped get the luggage situated. And then I went back to bed on the bus after we did that. <clears throat> and then uh, I wake up whenever Alice wakes up. Um, nine times out of ten, we are arriving in a hotel at seven or eight in the morning. It's like usually, you know, it's like a, a, a drive that's like a overnight drive. You can get a decent amount of sleep. Um, I usually am going to bed around midnight or one, whenever kind of he is done. And then I wake up whenever he wakes up. Which is early because he has golf every day. He doesn't sleep in. So as soon as that happens, I'm up. We get him out of the out of the bus. Take all of his little things. He's got his suitcases. He's got his little um, carry bag, his computer bag. He's got um, a, a little a day bag that has riffraff in it that just stays in the hotel. So all that stuff has to come out. A cooler with drinks and stuff. That stuff comes out. All of my stuff has to come out and go up to the room. And then... He's sort of on his own. He does his little, he gets ready for golf, usually. Um, then we, I, I can, I go downstairs. We, we tow a car behind the bus. So I get that going, make sure that it's got some gas in it. And uh, program, there's a GPS in there. I program that for the golf course, program it for wherever he's going. Sometimes it's the mall. Sometimes it's some other things he has, some errands that he has to do. Um, so I get all that stuff programmed with the hotel information in there. So there's like three or four items you can pick from and you go, I want to go here, 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 here. I try to make it really simple because you know, this man 
just turned 69. So it's like, you know, anybody else who is 69 and, and is now dealing with increasingly more complex technology. It's like dealing with your parents. He's very sharp, but, you know, I try to keep it simple. So do that. Maybe have breakfast with him, maybe just whatever, and then get him off. He's off to golf, and he usually golfs with Ryan and or Chuck. And uh, so they're off doing their thing. I go upstairs, and then that's when I pull out my laptop. I pull out my computer, which is my laptop. I don't know why I said that twice. Um, and uh, get my hard drives out. I get my comp- uh, my, uh, my cameras, and, um, and that's when I start processing photos. That takes me about two hours to get all of my photos from my camera, dumped into my hard drive, edited if I need to edit anything. Then I log into SmugMug, and that's the site that I use to host all of Alice's meet and greet images. So I log in there, and I upload those uh, that are uploadable to the appropriate folder. They show up in the list. So the list on alicecooper.com, where if you've been to the meet and greet before, you've probably done this. Um, so you go to the website, click on meet and greet photos, and you find your show. And if you click on a future show, the gallery is usually there, but it's just empty. So that whenever I upload photos, the gallery just starts populating with images. And I try to do that ahead of time so that it's not something else I have to do. It's kind of tedious. <clears throat> so I'm uploading photos. And once I get... You know, once I get the previous show's photos loading, then I'm free to kind of do other things. Um, and then, you know, a lot of times that's me organizing the previous night's photos into folders. So, like, if I have if I have particularly good shots of, like, Ryan Roxy, um, I'll scan my images just kind of, like, and then I'll make a folder of Ryan. And so that whenever I go back and need photos of Ryan, I can search in my my computer, I can just search Ryan Roxy and that folder will pop up as, oh, there's, there's some good images of Ryan in here if I need some. Um, and I do that for everybody. If there's like, you know, I, I usually know ahead of time, okay, I got some really good stuff of Nito or I got some good stuff of Ryan or I got good stuff of Tommy or even, you know, but Alice is like a given. There's always something in there. Um, and so I'm processing all those images. It takes, you know, takes a while because I, I'm shooting usually when if I'm shooting a full show, I've got like 2,000 images from every any, every show. It takes forever to go through them all. And I hate when people, somebody, somebody's like, hey, can you find me this image? Um, and uh, this is another problem with doing this at the hotel. I don't know if you can hear that. There's a lawnmower outside. It's either a lawnmower or a... Uh, <laughs> I'm like six floors up and this lawnmower is the loudest thing ever. Anyway... <clears throat> So uh, I have a ton of images from every show, um, and I had to learn this after making my photos available for purchase, like one-offs, um, through through my website. You can go th- you can go there and like pick an image from my Instagram feed, and if you like it, you can buy it in a twelve by eighteen poster print. They are really cool. They're like kind of this flat finish to them, and I love them a lot. They look great. Anyway, so because of that. Anybody can request any image that I've posted on Instagram. Um, and then I have to go and find this particular image. And nine times out of ten, I've made a comment, okay, this was from this show. But sometimes I post an image from, like, you know, another, or like a previous show. Like, oh, yeah, here's this photo from last year. And, and so maybe somebody might like that photo and want that. And then I have to go and try to find it. And it's, it's like, oh, my God, no. <laughs> 
Um, so I've learned, I've and I've gone back and like try to organize and stuff and keep an eye on. And, and if I have posted something that I know somebody probably will order eventually, I've made a note in Instagram somewhere, in a way that I'll understand that like I know where this is from or I reference something. So it's important to stay organized. Um, I have something like seven or eight four terabyte hard drives on the road, and they're just like fill they fill up like like nothing. So processing photos that takes a while. Um, and here it is. It's like one o'clock. I just finished doing that. And uh, I'm doing this obviously right now, but normally I would just kind of maybe take a break, have some lunch. Sometimes I go to the venue. Um, if the venue is close by here, it's close by here, but I don't have much to do over there today. No laundry or, or, or costume fixes or anything like that. And we're kind of in a groove now. So I kind of know what I need to do. I can go in when the band leaves at four. So, um, so I'm just going to just chill out and do this. But normally I would go in and um, get Alice's dressing room set up, make sure that's all dialed in because she's got everything he needs. Then I would go and do all the costumes and certain pieces of wardrobe, go to certain parts of the stage because he's doing quick change clothing, wardrobe changes in different areas of the stage. Sometimes it's behind the tour box. Sometimes it's behind the set. You know, Sometimes it's in his quick change area. Um, and so I just have to preset everything. And I'll show you my... Um, I have this, my, my set list basically, which changes depending on how the set list, what the set list is. And sometimes he changes his, um, his wardrobe picks and I can adjust this as, as needed and just reprint it. And it's kind of a brainless roadmap, um, for the show. So I preset most of that stuff. Um, at some point during the day, I deal with the snakes. Snakes got to get out of the bag. It's got to get out of his little house. I can let him climb around. I could get, make sure he has access to some water for about half an hour. He doesn't do much. This particular snake um, is Barack Oboa. And um, we've had a whole bunch of snakes out there. You know, they're kind of faceless, these things. Um, we had Julius Squeezer, which was one of my favorites. Um, <clears throat> but uh, Julius was not available this time. He was shedding whenever we had started. So this time we have Barack Oboa. And um, Alice gave me the opportunity to name it. And that's what I named it. Um, so deal with the snake. That's a pretty fun thing to do, um, especially when, you know, I like to let him get outside and get in the grass and get some sun and warm up and stuff and, um, you know, a little change of pace. Um, but, n you know, most of the time, if you put a snake out, it's going to try to hide. That's what they do. They just want to hide. They feel vulnerable when they're in an open space. Most of the time, at least that's what I understand. They feel kind of vulnerable. So they'll go and uh, find a little place to hide. It's kind of interesting. For, uh, now you know. The more you know. Um, let's see. What else do I do? Um, yeah, I guess uh, after I get all the meet and greet done, the photos done, and I'm done with my stuff at the venue, um, at that point it's usually like 2 or 3 o'clock. <clears throat> and usually around 3 or 3.30, Alice has phone interviews that we have to do. So I have to go back to the hotel. If I'm not at the hotel already, I'll go back and um, make sure that he's ready and we've got a phone line that freaking works. Hello, hotels, nine times out of ten. Stupid phones don't work. So doing them for my cell phone most of the time and uh, I've got like a little speaker set up and he can just set the speaker there and talk and and uh, we do three or four phone calls to various places in the world, talking to radio stations and talking to whoever. 
about whatever shows coming up and that kind of a thing. And um, everybody always asks asks the same questions all the time, same thing over and over and over again. So I can imagine being Alice Cooper, it would feel like Groundhog Day. Everybody just asks you the same thing over and over again. So if you're going to interview Alice, here's a tip: ask him some stuff that you don't already know the answer to. You don't necessarily need to know the answer to how he got the name or what to expect from the show. You know, you kind of know it's going to be Alice Cooper. He's going to get his head cut off, you know. Ask him something interesting, you know. Go deep. Like, you know, he's a deep guy. If you if you poke him enough, he's deep. Um, so we do interviews. That's around 3 o'clock. Then at, uh, you know, usually around 4, 4.30, I, I leave and I let him kind of do his thing. He'll chill out, relax, maybe take a nap or whatever. Um, he's got some quiet time at that point. I leave him alone. And then he goes, uh, and then I go to the venue for sure at that point. Usually I'll go with the band whenever the bus um, leaves the hotel. And I'll go over there and we do sound check. And if I haven't been to the venue, then I'll set up everything. And if I have, then I'll just tighten everything up. Um, make sure we're ready. That lawnmower, by the way, is still going. I don't know what he's mowing out there. It's not a football field. It's a small area of grass. Maybe it's a hovercraft. Maybe it's a helicopter. Oh, man, who knows? Um, so then I'll go to the hotel, or then I'll go to the gig, do my thing, set him up. Then I go from, uh, you know, at a, at a specific time, I give him a buzz, at the hotel, make sure he's ready to roll in half an hour. I give him a half an hour warning, come back over here to the hotel, pick him up, take him to the gig. At the gig. <laughs> it starts, and this is usually around 6.30. <clears throat> and uh, he'll come into the venue. We sign a few things that need to be signed. I set him up with a movie. He watches kung fu movies all the time at the gig. It's Before any show, it's a kung fu movie or two. And um, they're usually terrible, and uh, but they're very funny, and he likes to just sit down and watch. That's how he gets ready for the show. And then uh, he's got a target, a knife-throwing target. He throws knives. Some of you guys, he's, you guys have seen videos of him throwing knives. He's actually really good. Um, I've had to get decent at it to try to you know, make sure I've got the distance right for the target. So I've gotten, it, I've gotten pretty decent at it. But um, So he'll do that. He watches his movies, throws his knives... Um, sign stuff, and then half an hour before we are due on stage, on the dot, he turns off his movie. We've got a little timer. He turns his movie off, and he turns into Alice. He immediately changes. It's the coolest thing to watch. So he'll go from being goofing off and being weird um, to all of a sudden, he just gets serious. And... Uh, Changes his clothes, sits down, does his makeup, and it's usually pretty quiet at that point. He's kind of in his zone. Um, <clears throat> then um, we do our, that's our pre-show routine, and uh, he's usually kind of ready to roll before, you know, five or six minutes before we're due on stage. We walk up there, he gets behind the set, everybody gets set up, the curtain comes down, intro, boom, show. During the show... And this changes depending on the tour and, and, and what the gags are. Um, but uh, you'll see my roadmap. I'll, I'll, I'll post this. Um, 
you know, my little, my uh, roadmap, basically I've got, it's a spreadsheet. So I've got a column that's all the songs. Um, and then I've got a prep column, which says during this song, it's uh, the rest of the columns are all things I have to do during that song. So like, you know, I might have to prep something at a particular place that maybe can't live there all day. Maybe I have to just, uh, uh, you know, the song before I'll go and prep it and put it where it needs to go. Um, and then I have a column that says to do during a song. That means it's a gag that I have to go do on stage or something that I have to do relating to the show. And then there's wardrobe and that's Alice's changes that either I'm facilitating at the uh, quick change or somewhere else or Amber, uh, who is Shep's granddaughter. She's on the road. She's the thing in the box. Um, she pops out and hands him wardrobe. So all of those changes are all in there as well. And uh, and so that, those are the four columns. The show, songs, preps, column, to-do, and then wardrobe changes. Um, and this sort of basically just follow along. Okay, like We're on Brutal Planet. I know I've got to go. Um, he starts out with this particular outfit that's listed in wardrobe. So that's not something I have to do during the show. And then there's really nothing for me until Nightmare where I give him the snake. Um, and I got to pop up through the quick change with the snake. Um, and so prior to that on the song pain, I prepped a snake, make sure that it's ready to go and it's, in, it's in its place so that it's easy to access and that sort of thing. And this just kind of helps me stay organized. And, um, that's kind of it after the show. Let's say we get done with the show. We've, uh, there's all kinds of gags in here that I have to do and stuff and I won't go through the whole thing. You can look at it. Um, but, uh, there's wardrobe changes during the show. It's like a nightmare. It's like a flurry of clothes, pants are off, and wireless packs have to come off, and belts and stuff, and it's a, it's a lot of quick chaos. And Amber can attest to that because she does the same thing with Cheryl, who's getting in, in and out of very complex costumes. Alice is at least like pants, shirts, boots, that's it. You know, jackets. Pretty quick and easy. Um, but... Uh, yeah, it's kind of uh, kind of chaotic sometimes on stage. So after the show, uh, it's a reverse. You know, at some point during the show, usually I go and pack up stuff in the dressing room. Um, but after the show, I finish packing everything up, get him dressed, get him out of his stuff, get him something to drink, get him something. He relaxes for a little bit. Um, if I haven't already set up the meet and greet area with Amber, or like, or at least set up my lights, usually she sets everything else up. I set up the lights and make sure that my lighting is good. Um, then I go ahead and do that. And then about half an hour after the show, usually everybody who is meeting Alice has been collected and is in place, and then we have to meet them. Um, and this is usually around 9.45, 10 o'clock. Um, so started my day at 6 or 7. And now it's already 10 o'clock, and that's like, you know, do the math. That's already, <laughs> it's already like 12 hours. Um, so... We do our meet and greet, and we meet usually two or three groups of people. We usually meet our paid VIP people who buy the meet and greet package. Those guys are first, and um, Alice likes to take his time with them. And it's cool to watch he, you know, tell stories, and I try to take a lot of pictures of the candid moments of them meeting Alice, which is really important for me to capture because everybody can get a, like, a post photo, but like there's something about capturing a moment where they're just chit-chatting or laughing and, and maybe Alice is telling a story and he's animated and stuff and it's just really interesting pictures. So I usually end up with like 500 pictures from the meet and greet for 30 people, you know. So it's it, so everybody ends up with like a dozen or so 
pictures because, you know, why not? It doesn't cost anything to take a picture. So I'd rather have more and have people get more for their money than, than just take one picture and people be unsatisfied for with, with just maybe I'm making a dumb face or whatever. Or maybe I wish Alice, I wish you would have gotten this moment, you know. It's just more of a memory. It's cool. Um, so then after we meet our paid VIPs, then we usually meet anybody else that we have, like family or golf guests, that kind of a thing. We wrap up the meet and greet. Usually it's around 1130. So it usually takes about an hour to an hour and a half to meet everybody and to finish the meet and greet. Um, Alice goes back to the bus. I clear out the dressing room with anything that I left. And uh, then I get on the bus. Then the bus starts moving, make sure Alice has got what he needs, everything's cool, movies on, whatever. And I'm kind of on call for the next like hour or so. Um, and so that's probably 12.30 or 1 in the morning. Sometimes he will bother, sometimes he'll come and ask me for something, sometimes he won't, you know. Um, so during that time, I'm clicking around on my computer, on my phone, and my camera connects to my phone. Um, and I can I can kind of scan through my images before I dump them onto my computer. I can scan through them and and drag over images that I thought were worthy of posting on social media or whatever from that night. They go into my phone and I I process them process them um, on my phone. Give them my little watermark, which is very important if you're a photographer. Always use a watermark. Don't screw up. Because somebody somewhere, if you get a good image and you don't use the watermark, somebody's going to steal it. Um, and at least if you put it on there, you can prove it because it'll be everywhere. And 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 the one place that that person maybe might remove your watermark, it's still everywhere else. Um, so if you need to get into a legal battle or something like that, and say, hey, you're stealing my image, or you're using it for license, you know, unlicensed materials, or you're selling it, whatever, um, it's easy to prove. Um, I made that mistake. I I posted a picture of Alice with Lady Gaga choking her. And it was an iPhone photo. It was a terrible, grainy, gross photo. Um, I just happened to have my iPhone. I didn't bring my camera. It was, it was stupid. First of all, rule number one, always bring your camera. Rule number two, always make sure you're making, giving yourself credit. So I blew that. And, of course, posted it, and it exploded. Lady Gaga reposted it. And then, of course, like it went everywhere. It was viral, and then it exploded, and it was printed in like Rolling Stone and, and all these publications. And like as stupid and grainy as the photo was, I would have loved to have credit for that. Would have been real nice. But I missed out. I didn't. Um, anyway, so process all my images. And then at some point I fall asleep and wake up at 6 in the morning and do it all over again. Um, if it's a day off, all that same stuff still happens except for the show part. And then I'm arranging usually like, a you know, movie times and and that kind of a thing, or a dinner, or that kind of a thing. Um, and this is the way it is from the moment we leave for tour to the moment we come home. Um, that's kind of the gist of my day. Usually it's about, you know, 12 to 16 hours, depending on, on what it is. And, you know, it's not a constant, but it is just, it's a slow burn of a day, you know. Um, and then, of course, you're not really home. So all this happens when you're in strange places, in hotels, or in, um, you know, strange towns. And at that, somewhere in there, I like to explore. I like to take pictures of where, where I'm at. Um, on this particular run, I haven't really done much. I haven't, done, I haven't really taken pictures of the show. I've taken a few here and there. Um, but I, I don't really do that until I get a feel for the flow of the show and where my holes are, where I can 
really feasibly get around to the front, take pictures or get off to the side and take pictures. Um, I need to know like what the pace of the show is and where I need to be and get that stuff done. Once I, once I'm kind of in, in that zone, I know then I, then I, then it's automatic and I can pop out for, you know, for three or four songs and be, feel free to go do this stuff and know that I have enough time to get my other stuff done during the show. Speaking of the show, this is kind of interesting. So now this year, I, Alice is having me do this Trump thing. So I went out and bought a suit, and I have to be Trump. Um, previously, it was Pat who was doing the Trump deal um, with Cheryl. This year, I, he just wanted to change it up. <clears throat> and um, so I go out there with this bag full of money. I'm throwing money around, and um, and it's really fun to like kind of pretend to be him because he's so easy to imitate. He does very specific hand gestures. His body language is really terrible. His suit is loose and ill-fitting. His tie is 10 times too long and his belly is hanging out and his like jacket is never buttoned. It's just weird. <laughs> but it's very easy to just nail it. Um, but, uh, sorry, I just touched my microphone. Hello. Um, yeah, so that's kind of a fun thing that's new for me. Um, changing that whole dynamic for this. Usually I, I'm, I'm one of the executioner guys and I'm the Frank and Alice. Um, and then whatever else Alice asks me to do. Typically it's kind of a busy show, so there's a whole other thing for me to do this year, which is kind of fun. Um, I'm kind of nervous about being playing them because I'm kind of, you know, it's a, he's a hot topic and um, I don't want people to throw things at me. So if you're in the show... You're watching the show and you see Trump and you hate Trump. I get it. I, I you know, I'm not a fan um, at all. But uh, don't throw anything at him because that's me in there, and I'm a good guy. I, I'm not a bad guy, you know. So uh, the funny gag, the, the gag though, is that Trump's up there doing his thing, hamming it up, and then Cheryl, who was the nurse at that point, comes out and she taps him on the shoulder, and Trump looks at her and. She's like, okay, it's time to go now. And it, the, uh, the idea is that Trump is now, has like somehow escaped from some insane asylum. And he's just a crazy person. And she's going to take him back. And then the guys come out and they follow him with a straitjacket. And she takes him away. <laughs> and it's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> so uh, we're at the 30-minute mark now, roughly. And uh, 31, I think. But I think I'm going to end this here. That's probably... About as much me as you guys can take. Um, if you want to hear something else, want to hear me talk about something else, ask me a question. I am pretty easy to reach on Instagram. You can reach me on Facebook. Uh, just search for Serial Kyler, all one word, on Instagram. Serial Kyler Photography on Facebook. SerialKyler.com. Um, you can contact me there on my website. Uh, you can buy prints of some of my photos if you want to buy those. You can make fun of me. Um, you know, flag me as spam. That's cool. Whatever works. Yeah. So if you got a question, you want to hear me talk about something, ask. I'm happy to talk about whatever. Uh, and, and, you know, it can be anything. It doesn't have to be about photography. It doesn't have to be about Alice. It can be about whatever. So that's it. I guess this is me, Serial Kyler. Audio Confessions of a Serial Kyler. Signing off. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Audio Confessions of a Serial Kyler. 
You can subscribe to my podcast for free via the RSS feed on SerialKyler.com, and you can also find it for free on iTunes. If you'd like to submit a question or a topic for an upcoming podcast, please do. You can do so at SerialKyler.com, on Instagram and Twitter at at SerialKyler, or on Facebook by looking up SerialKyler Photography. Music from my podcast is from the song Superstar by my old band Callahan, and I'd like to thank my bandmates Tom and Brandon for letting me use this track for these podcasts. You can find more Callahan tracks, including Superstar, on iTunes. <laughs>